0: Good morning what a beautiful day it is it is cloudy and it has been raining but there was no ice for December when you hear rain and there's no ice it is the day that the Lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it so this morning I was happy that as I was driving it was not slippery and my car did not even need to be scraped off it was just a wonderful morning We are ready to worship this morning, and hopefully we will have a full worship with the choir singing, and and everything will be joyful. Let us center ourselves with these words. God's faithful live as oaks of righteousness. Let us grow strong and true in this Advent season. We do have some announcements Sarah will be um, sharing with us this morning.
1: Good morning, everybody. We have a lot of announcements, as expected. It's a busy week here at the church and in the community. So, um, first of all, on Wednesday this week, December twentieth, join us at seven p.m. for the live worship. Um, there'll also be a meal afterwards. But before that, this is the highlighted one. This is the important one because I have to come to this one today. Um, it is today at two o'clock. Is our Christmas cantata. It's City of Light, and it will be sun, sung with an ecumenical choir, so there's people not just from our church, but from other churches. We do have cookies, and we will have cider, and we will have coffee afterwards, and all sorts of delightful things, so please come and support them. I've gotten to listen to a couple of rehearsals, and it's amazing. You are going to love it, so highly encourage you to come, and that's at 2 o'clock today right here on sunday the 24th we will have three christmas services we have our normal worship at 8 30 a.m we will have i'm sorry that's on christmas eve uh, at the first is at 8 30 a.m the second will be at 5 p.m that's the family candlelight service and then we will have the 10 p.m candlelight service so we invite you to come to that on christmas day is saint mary's catholic church is hosting this year's annual um, free christmas dinner that will be at 12 p.m on monday If you can bring something, you can sign up on the sheet outside the office on the ledge. All right, let's see what else I have here. Um, Oh, Thursday night. If you really liked the Christmas cantata and you really like the choir, but you're afraid to get up and sing, but you love singing like I do, on Thursday night at the First Congregational United Church of Christ at 530, we are having a community carol sing. Um, celebrating the winter solstice. It's called a not-so-silent night. So we invite you to join in with that. There will also be cookies there. That's the best part of the season. Everything you go to has cookies. It's fantastic. So make sure that you go to that. Um, And if you also would like to afterwards head over to the First English Lutheran Church, they are hosting a longest night worship service, um, and that's at 7 p.m., so after the hymn sing. And, all right, I promised my husband that I would do this all December, so again, I have to tell you that if you would like to tell me to go jump in a lake, we are looking to raise $5,000 for Special Olympics, Um, so if you would like to donate to that, you can talk to me, you can donate online, and if we get to $5,000, I will, in fact, go jump in a frozen lake, but I think, are both Zaya and Felicity doing this, Dustin? Dustin? Both Zaya and Felicity are doing it, Dustin's doing it, Calvin's doing it. We have a couple other people um, that are going to be doing it, so uh, we really look forward to your support of Special Olympics, and hopefully someone will bring us hot chocolate afterwards to keep us warm. And last but certainly not least, we do still have Christmas fair items out in the Narthex if you are interested in purchasing any. The fudge is half off, so I think that's a pretty good deal. And we do have a giant box of oranges available that are just for free. So if you want a Christmas orange, please take one. And I think that is everything for this week. We will have a lot more announcements next Sunday as well for the week after Christmas. And please make sure that you are reading your Friday updates, reading your bulletins. There's always lots of information that I don't stand up here and repeat to you. Ms. Susan, do you have an announcement? For those of you who maybe couldn't hear Miss Susan or online, the family Promise family from this last week was really appreciative of everything that uh, we were able to provide for them, Um, especially going into the holiday season. I imagine that's a very overwhelming thing. So um, thank you to all the volunteers and everybody who contributed to that. It's such an important ministry that our church does. So thank you. They appreciate it, and we all appreciate it. Um, I think with that, let's stand as you are able. We'll sing hymn number 196, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. Oh
0: That you remain standing for our call to worship opening prayer and let's see our passing, or we'll have you sit down after that for the Advent reading. When the Lord restores our fortunes, dream, our mouths are filled with laughter. Our sing with of joy. Worship the Lord of our salvation. The Lord. Let us pray together, God of dreams you have done great things for your people from times of old you awaken the faithful to the dawn of your glory fill our mouths with laughter loose our tongues with shouts of joy anoint us with the oil of gladness make it known among all people that we will live as oaks of righteousness the plantings of the Lord Amen you may be seated
2: (laughs) when God's people were surrounded by hardship suffering and grief Isaiah proclaimed The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, To give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit.
3: We come today as people who are also surrounded by suffering and grief, and yet the Spirit hovers among us, tending and anointing, inspiring freedom where here is captivity, declaring blessing in places the world has cursed and igniting fierce joy where mourning has heartache and heartache prevail.
2: We wait as people who experience hardship and pain, yet we are called to witness to the persistent joy that sustains our lives as God's people. We light these candles as signs of our shocking hope just peace, and fierce joy. May our lives shine with the fierce, tenacious joy of the light who lives in our hearts as we wait and work for the coming of God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Amen.
0: May the peace of the Lord be with you. you. Clothed in the garments of salvation and the robes of righteousness, let us celebrate God's love by sharing the peace of Christ. I am going to mention that this is cold and flu season, and if you are concerned about shaking hands or greeting one another, um, I would suggest that you stay in your seat, and then the people who do want to mingle will be up and about, okay? Does that make sense? Maybe it'll work. Okay, let's meet and greet our neighbor with the peace of Christ. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. This morning we have joys and concerns to share with one another as we are united by the family of God. Our joys and concerns are joys and concerns for all of us who are here. So as we are Lifting our joys and concerns, we ask that you raise your hand when you get the microphone that I think is Sarah is running it around and she does not have her running shoes on. So, you know, bear with us when she brings it over to you, state your name and then lift your joy or concern. I am going to start off with um, I lifted up a prayer last week for Diane Edgett. I did talk with her this week and she is in Wisconsin Dells visiting her family. The doctors did give her leave to go that far. So she is recovering, praise be to God. Lord, we lift up Diane and we pray for continued healing for her. We know that a stroke is a serious matter, and we pray that you continue to surround her with love and peace and joy. Lord, in your mercy.
4: This is Nancy Fairchild, and I would like to lift up a prayer. Um, A good friend of our daughter and son in law in Texas, who was a Vietnam veteran. passed away yesterday morning his name is pearl and just they they took care of ron and laura when we can't be there
0: lord we lift up pearl and pearl's family we pray that you surround them with your sense of joy and peace even in this great sense of loss and mourning it is such a tension between the two and it's hard to think how can we be joyful when we have lost so much and yet in you and in hope of salvation There is joy. So continue to remind them of this and allow them to grieve in all the ways they need to. Lord, in your mercy.
4: Leanne Lindahl, I have a joy that I
0: am here today. Lord, we lift up Thanksgiving that Leanne is here with us. We ask that you continue to bring her good health and wellness and, and just grant her that sense of Christmas joy that that we all would like to have this year. Lord, in in your mercy. Oh, okay.
5: <laughs> I'm Rich Cushman and Connie. We want to say a prayer for a friend of ours, good friend is having open art open heart surgery this morning.
0: Karen. Karen. Lord, we lift up Karen this morning. She's having open heart surgery. We pray that you guide the doctor's hands this very moment. Allow them to know exactly what they need to do. May they be rested. May they be at full capacity that they need to do. And just guide their fingers, Lord. Allow her to have a healthy recovery. Lord, in your mercy.
5: Uh, this is Doug Rogers. Uh, I had surgery at Mayo on the 20th of November. Uh, recovery is slow. I'm not real patient. Right, Tammy? <laughs> Having said that, the long-term prognosis and pathology reports are positive and uh, looks good for the future. So,
0: thank you. Oh.
5: thank you for your prayers and support.
0: Lord, we lift up Doug this morning and thank you for sharing with us the update on your condition, and we just pray that he has continued healing, and I know that progress sometimes is slower than we want, so Lord, we are going to grant or pray for patience, both for Roger and for Tammy through this time. Lord, in your mercy.
4: I'm Peg Meyer, and I'm asking prayers for
0: for my brother,
5: Gary, who was med flighted to Madison on Thursday with a stroke.
0: Oh, no. Lord, we lift up Gary, who was med-flighted to Madison with a stroke, and we pray that you are surrounding him and bringing healing to him. We pray that the doctors have done everything that they should do in order to have recovery from this, and we pray that his recovery is complete. Lord, in your mercy.
3: Nancy Ziegenfuss, and I um, am requesting prayers for Roger Stevens. He came through his procedure fine, but we won't know the results yet um, as to how it went. So a joy for the success of the surgery and a concern as to what the results will be.
0: Lord, we lift up Roger Stevens, and we lift up all those who love him as we are worried about him. We pray that the results from his um, surgery will be conclusive, that they will know what is happening and what they need to do next, and hopefully there will not be, need to be too much next we pray for complete healing for him for um your faith and your joy to surround him in the season even though we know he is is going to take a while to heal from this last surgery lord in your mercy
4: Um, kathy simmons and brenda stanton my sister-in-law asked me again to pray for her daughter-in-law her first name is karen Uh, I believe she had a biopsy and it did not come out well. So if we can continue to pray for Karen.
0: Lord, we lift up Karen today. We understand the biopsy did not turn out well, and so we are praying that you will guide the doctor's decisions each and every step of the way. We know that they have been gifted by you, Lord, and so we trust in that. We also trust in your amazing healing process properties, and we just pray that you will continue to pour out your healing blessings on all of us here, but also specifically on Karen this morning. Allow her to feel your love and mercy and grace through this whole process. Lord, in your mercy.
1: Sarah Keller. um, Just a joy from commencement yesterday at UWP, and also prayers for all of the students as they move into finals week this week. I know I've got a college student at home that's pretty stressed about it, so I imagine all the rest of them are too. Mm.
0: Lord, as we are anticipating a great Christmas season, the students are anticipating a great week full of tests. And so, Lord, we ask that you surround them with your grace and mercy and rest. Allow them to be fully prepared, but also allow some of that stress to be removed from them so that they can go forward knowing that they did their best and that their best is good enough, and that they do know what they have been learning all semester. Lord, in your mercy. All right, let's pray. Lord Jesus, as we are gathered here as a group of, of faith, we we look at the world, and we are so glad that it's you that is in charge and not us. We pray for weather patterns. We pray for the results of water, weather patterns. We pray for people that are in the midst of war and conflict and all sorts of distress. And, Lord, we know that each and every one of us knows somebody who needs prayer right now. And so, Lord, our hearts are breaking in some ways, and it's, it's hard when the pastor speaks of joy to fully be present in those words. And yet through you, Lord, we do have this deep abiding joy that fills our spirits. It doesn't mean we don't get sad. It doesn't mean that we're always happy. But it means that we have this trust in you. Lord, when our trust weakens, when our faith grows still, we ask that you strengthen us, that you lift us, and you guide us. And with the confidence of the children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name
4: I need your help, so you need to come forward. <laughs> a lot closer. And I'm going to let So when I ask you, no, no, Abby. Isaiah. Yeah. Christmas is the most wonderful season of the year. Do you agree? I love all the decorations, especially the lights. Do you have lights on your Christmas tree? I ended up not putting a Christmas tree up this year because I was gone over Thanksgiving And I usually go out and cut the tree in my yard. Actually, way, way back in my yard, because I have three acres. And uh, this year, it didn't happen. And when I got home, I had so much to do afterwards, I decided not to put a tree up. So that's why I have these lights. Many towns have uh, homes that uh, put up decorations for Christmas and actually have a contest. And newspapers will publish the winners of the contest as to who can decorate their homes the best. In the town I grew up in, uh, you could even go to a, a certain area of town where everyone decorated their homes and see the beautiful lights. In Dubuque, you can also drive around and see lights. We might get so caught up in the beauty of the lights that we think that is what Christmas is all about, but it isn't, is it? The lights are not Christmas. They are just reminders of the one true light who came to bring light into the world. There is a beautiful song that we might hear at this time of year. It is called Shine on Us. The words go like this. Lord, let your light, light of your face, shine on us that we may be saved, that we may have life to find our way in the darkest of nights. Let your light shine on us, Lord. Let your grace, grace from your hand, fall on us that we may be saved, that we may have life to find our way in the darkest night. Let your grace fall on us, Lord, let your love, love with no end, come over us that we may be saved, that we may have life to find our way in the darkest night. Yet your, Let your love come over us. Let your light shine on us. One of our Bible readings for today tells us there was a man who was sent from God. His name was John. He came to tell about the light so that everyone would believe John was not the light he only came to tell others about the light who was the light that John came to tell people about do you know who was it Jesus. that's right it was Jesus Jesus was the light he said I am the light of the world whoever follows me will never walk in darkness." but will have the light of life, John 8, 12. This Christmas, as we enjoy the beautiful Christmas lights, let us remember that while they are beautiful, they are only reminders of the one true light. Jesus said, let us remember that we have also been called to tell others about Jesus, the light of the world. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, this is such a beautiful time of the year. As we enjoy the lights of Christmas, we give thanks for your Son, the light of the world. And all of God's children say, Amen. Thank you for coming.
5: We have four different scripture readings this morning. The first is from Isaiah chapter sixty-one, verses one through four. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He sent me to the blind, or he sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release Instead of a spirit of despair, they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord. For the display of his splendor, they will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. And uh, Isaiah 61, 8 to 11. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. In my faithfulness, I will reward my people and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be known among the nations and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them will acknowledge that they are a people the Lord has blessed. I delight gratefully in the Lord. My soul rejoices in God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness. As a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels, for as the soil makes, up the, makes the sprout come up, and a garden causes seeds to grow, so the sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations. From John, chapter 1, verses 6 to 8. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. And verses 19 to 28. Now this was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem sent priests, and Levites Levites, to ask him who he was. He did not fail to confess, but confessed freely. I am not the Messiah. They asked him, then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Finally, they said, who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of one calling out in the wilderness. Make straight for the way, the way for the Lord. Now the Pharisees who had been sent to question him, the Pharisees who had been sent questioned him. Why then do you baptize if you are not the Messiah or Elijah, nor the prophet? I baptize with water, John replied, but among you stands one you do not yet know. He is the one who comes after me, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. This all happened at Bethany on the other side of the Jordan, where John was baptizing
0: sometimes sharing your testimony is hard right telling other people what you believe who you are especially when somebody comes over there and they're trying to trick you who are you John was asked this several times. Are you the prophet? He says, no. Then who are you? Are you Elijah? He says, no. He kept telling them, no, I am not. I am not the Messiah. What a witness he had, though, that he was there to witness to the light that was to come the one who was already among them. I can almost see a glimpse of a smile on his face as he said it. Perhaps he saw Jesus in the crowd as they spoke. But when I think of witnesses, sometimes I'm reminded of different occasions where I've heard of witnessing. I used to listen to this one radio um, talk show show, on the way home from work, and they would have what they called Witness Wednesday. It sounds great, doesn't it? I don't know if I thought it was. This person would go down to the fairgrounds or whatever was happening, quite often it was like the Minnesota State Fair, and kind of corner a person, asking them what they believe. And it seemed like no matter what they said, it wasn't Good enough. Now there's something about that that bothers me. Because I was thinking, now if I answered, would my answer be good enough for him? Or would he make me look foolish in front of a bunch of people who are gathered around? For me, witnessing is not about making other people feel foolish because their beliefs do not match exactly what yours does. To me, witnessing is telling people about the love of Jesus Christ in your life, about shining that light on them so that they too may see, not by humiliating them and shaming them into saying, oh yes, that's the only way I can believe. But it worked for him, I think, maybe. I'm not sure. (laughs) I wasn't there. I only heard it on the radio. And from that time... I became very careful about how I witnessed to the light. Because if somebody was to ask me, well, who are you to say this? I'm just Tammy. I can only witness to the light that I have experienced and the light that I read about in the Bible. I cannot witness to the light you have experienced because only you can witness to that. If you were asked to say, well, what was Tammy's experience, you would say, I don't know. I'm not Tammy. If we were to ask what Hank's experience, we would say, I don't know, I'm not Hank. John was not the Messiah, but yet he was able to witness in a way that brought hope and light and joy to people who were a bit hopeless. And they were coming over and they were trying to figure out who had sent him? Why did he have the authority to do this? What was he doing that was so exceptional? And there was something about John the Baptist. We hear about him from the other portions of the Bible, and we see it on those um, Easter movies where he's standing with this, like, horrible-looking um fake-looking fur that he's got on, and he's eating locusts and honey and shouting out to everybody who will come and listen to him. And so to me, that's a fierce joy, right? It's not like a minor setback, laid-back joy. I'm more on the laid-back joy side of things, I don't quite have that same fierceness that John the Baptist did. But you know what? That's because if they were to ask me, are you the prophet? I would say no, not Elijah, not John the Baptist, not a prophet. Am I called to witness to the light? Yes, because we all are called to witness to the light. I wish I had that fierce joy that John the Baptist had that I could just shout it out for all to hear and everybody would be amazed. But I don't have that much in my life that I can just go out on a street corner on the side of a river and invite people in to be baptized. But I wish I could. I wish I could be a little more bold in my faith. You have fierce joy, Leanne. That is amazing. Awesome. Well... It is awesome to have fierce joy in your life, Leanne. It's one of those things that sometimes we go around and we need to express and to hold on to, that fierce joy that allows us to be present in the moment, that fierce joy that allows us to see the ones we love and to celebrate that joy with them. I love fierce joy. I love to be here this morning, and I love to witness to John the Baptist's story. I was talking earlier about when we're at this point in the Christmas season, I don't know if I'm ready for John the Baptist. I wanted Mary. I wanted Mary greeting Elizabeth. I wanted that baby leaping in her belly. I wanted that kind of joy this morning. But we have John the Baptist. John the Baptist who calls out from the banks of the Jordan, having a baptism of forgiveness. But not yet a baptism of the Holy Spirit. For that is coming. For the Lord is coming. And he said, one is coming that is greater than I, that I am unworthy to tie his shoes. And the next sentence after this, I think it says, and Jesus appears. Because it happens quickly in some of these books in the Bible. Things happen like that. And so as we read this, And we think about that fierce joy, and we think about the not-eyes in life. I think about the many times I said it's not me. Mostly it was to my mom and dad. Tammy, did you do this? Wasn't me. (laughs) Point at my brother. Wasn't me. Sometimes we need to point to someone else. I'm not talking that life is like me, blaming my brother for everything that happened. Mom caught on really quick. But I am saying that it's important for us to witness to the light, the light that is Jesus Christ in our life, the light that shines through us. I was looking at the bulbs that um, Elizabeth brought in. Aren't those the greatest when there's something about those large Christmas bulbs that just bring back things to my mind. Are any of you on the same page as me with that? I remember our big fake tree in our little tiny living room in the trailer that I lived in with my parents when we were tiny. And I remember laying underneath that tree, waiting for for Jesus, for Santa that night, But also waiting for Jesus, I think. Fell asleep. Mom carried me to bed. Woke up in the morning, and there were presents. But those lights bring me back to that that time of my life when I thought anything and everything was possible. John is at the edge of the Jordan River baptizing people Jesus is coming. Anything and everything is possible when Jesus is present. That fierce joy. So we ask that you let Jesus into your heart, to allow that fierce joy to fill you through this holiday season. Yes, I know we have things in our life that are bringing us down. Our health is not the greatest. Sometimes we have friends who have passed away and have entered into a whole other kind of joy that we have yet to experience. Sometimes we wish that we were stronger, that we were this or that or the next thing. But you know what? You are the best version of you you can be, and that's all you can be. I can't preach like Peter. I can't pray like Paul. But I can be the best version of Tammy I can be. And so this Christmas, as we enter into it, and we're entering into the longest night, the 21st, where many people, we find this is a, a long, long night. And there's darkness. But without that darkness, would the light shine so brightly? Because it's beautiful as those lights are in our sanctuary, on our Christmas tree, when you turn out the light, they're brighter yet. They shine more fully. So sometimes it is through one of the longest of nights that we enter into that grace and peace and the fierceness of joy that we only find in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen? Amen. Our next. Good. So we are, thank you, Leanne. We are going to sing Spirit, Spirit of Gentleness. I invite you to rise to your feet and we will sing this together because as fierce of a joy as John the Baptist had, Jesus had a sense of gentleness about him. Merciful God, we hear John's fervent cry. Make straight the way of the Lord. But we don't know what we should do. Our lives carry on as they have before. Nothing seems to change. Yet we long to be caught up in the ecstatic visions of prophets and mystics. We yearn to tune our ears to the heralds who testify to your light. Help us walk in the ways that lead to life, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us hear these words of assurance. The God of peace sanctifies us, that our souls may be sound and blameless. The one who is called faithful, the one who saves fashions for us, the one who saves fashions us for eternal life. And now not because we have to, but because we are grateful. Let us return to God what is ours to share. Let us joyfully offer our time, our treasure, our commitment, and our prayers. And we invite the choir to come forward. Please join me in our offering prayer. God, our peace. You have restored our hope and sanctified our dreams. May this offering express the joy we feel for the gifts of your salvation. May our gifts reflect our wonder and gratitude for being clothed in the garments of salvation and the robes of righteousness. May our tithes and our very lives Help restore the dreams of the downhearted and fill the hungry with good things. Amen. Amen. Let us sing the first verse of Hark the Herald Angels Sing. sanctified in the love of God. Go forth clothed in the garments of salvation and the robes of righteousness. Go with God. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.